Daddy's Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Demonicus Podcast. My name is Joe Dumont. I'm your host on the Demonicus Podcast. And this is a pretty exciting podcast episode because this one uh, involves a presentation that I had the wonderful opportunity to do down at uh, ULEAD. 2017, which is a big leadership conference uh, put on and hosted by the Alberta Teachers Association. I'd never been to the conference before. I'd heard really good things and got a chance this year to make it to this conference and uh, present a little presentation. So the presentation's title was uh, How Blogging and Podcasting Have Impacted My Practice as a School Leader. And I presented on Tuesday morning at 11 on uh, April 11th, I want to say. And uh, I have to go back and check that. And it was great. It was a great experience. It was a great time to, uh, a great opportunity for me to present and just share a few thoughts. And uh, I felt like the audience received the presentation well. And so um, I felt like it was a pretty successful journey. And I mean, anytime you get a chance to discuss and collaborate a little bit with colleagues and stimulate some conversation around uh, our educational practice. For me, that's really exciting. So I, that just pumps me up and uh, inspires me to, you know, take things, continue further and continue to grow and continue to uh, take some risks and learn and be that lead learner. So I really appreciated that opportunity. So what I did was uh, before I did the presentation, I wanted to practice one more time. And I actually hadn't had a lot of chances to uh, rehearse and prep my presentation. And so about an hour before the presentation, I snuck into the room I was going to be in and um, recorded a podcast of my presentation. So it was like my trial run. Uh, It's about 24 minutes long and the actual real live presentation that happened right afterwards was uh, a full hour, uh, right end to end, the 60 minutes. I took took the uh, group right to noon and uh, it went well, but um, because in the recording uh, I was a little bit nervous little bit excited so I speak quite quickly in this podcast and um, also there's no conversation right because I, I did ask questions to our audience and it stimulated some further conversations some tangents and I could dive deeper into a few of the topics but um, yeah so the recording is a quick uh, is a quick uh, version of the presentation and uh, before you we jump into that presentation I'm going to play that uh, in this podcast and then afterwards I'm going to have responses from the audience members. So I had about six or seven people come up and share some thoughts about their takeaway from the presentation and I'll play those at the end. Uh, But if you want to follow along with the presentation you can find a copy of the slides that I showed the group uh, and you can find those on my website. So my website's called cultureofgrowth, all one word, dot blogspot.ca so again, that's cultureofgrowth.blogspot.ca. And on that page, if you scroll down, you'll see a section called presentations. And you can just choose that, professional presentations. And I think the second one down in that section is blogging and podcasting and school leadership. So if you click that, it will take you to a link of the slides. So it gives you a quick summary and the slide presentation right at the top, just the hyperlink 
And the bit.ly, if you want to go straight to it without taking all those steps, is uh, HTTP colon backslash backslash, so two of them, and then bit.ly backslash two OS four capital Y lowercase c uppercase H. And so you can go ahead and grab the slides from that bit.ly too if you would uh, prefer to go that way. But go to my website, might be the easiest thing to do. Uh, and that's uh, culturegrowth.blogspot.ca. And there's some other information there too. A little bio. Um, some of the podcast episodes are there as well, or listed there, and give you a quick link to them. So, yeah, just a good one stop uh, spot for information regarding presentations that I've done and this most recent one. Okay, so with sharing all that, I'm going to pass it back to myself as I'm nervously sitting in the room. Uh, awaiting my audience and I've got a few minutes to uh, eat my granola bar, sit back some coffee and do a rehearsal with the slideshow and I'm going to play that for you right now. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Dumonicus podcast. I'm Joe Dumont and I am sitting in the Evor Petriac room here at the beautiful Banff Springs Hotel, the Fairmont and I'm a presenting on podcasting and blogging as a role to uh, support you in your work as a school leader. And I'm doing the session in T minus 53 minutes. So I've set up in the room and I'm all alone talking to myself on my microphone. I'm sitting at the front staring at empty chairs. It's an absolutely beautiful room. There's a chandelier in the middle and I'm feeling somewhat intimidated. But it's going to be a lot of fun. So here's what I'm going to do. Though. I'm recording a podcast prior to talking about podcasting. And then at the end, I'm going to see if I can entice a few of the audience members to stick around and get recorded on thoughts about the presentation, thoughts about podcasting, blogging, and I'll kind of wrap it all up. <clears throat> so you know who I am already if you've been listening to this, but Joe Dumont, principal uh, in Elkhorn Catholic Schools. I'm very passionate about leadership, school leadership, student learning. And I love being the lead learner too and just taking risks and trying out new initiatives to make things happen. I think I come to work with a pretty open mind and a growth mindset and I'm going to share a little bit of that background with the audience when they arrive for the presentation. <coughs> the other uh, thing I was going to mention at the start of the presentation was just regarding communication and how important communication really is and how podcasting and blogging are another way to do communication, to meet the communication goal, to share information, to um, convey really important messages about the important work we do in schools. Of course, we know our parents, for example, um, often feel they know how schools should run because they were students in schools and remember what they enjoyed best as a student, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. And so they often will have strong opinions about what they'd like to see happening for their kids in school. And... Uh, communication from the school when there are changes and when there's uh, things happening that might look different from parents perspectives that sharing that information and sharing the messages is uh, important and one of the examples I just have about communication and how it also can lead when it doesn't go well to some funny moments is I was in a meeting last year and it was involving a few people I didn't know uh, with this uh, collaborative project with a few different uh, agencies outside of just schools and um, the lady that was running the meeting uh, was also having uh, her supervisor 
teleconference in via an iPhone. So she had her iPhone 6 or whatever it was uh, sitting on the middle of the conference table. We were kind of set up in this classroom and uh, the, the center of the table you couldn't really reach from where she was sitting and so she had put the phone down in the middle and then we were getting ready to start the meeting and she said uh, hey sorry sorry hey sorry can you hear me and I was sitting there thinking oh my goodness this lady doesn't know that you, you can use Siri on your iPhone but you gotta like press the home button first or you can't just start talking to her and um, so finally, I'm like sitting there. She keeps saying, hey, hey, sorry, hey, sorry. But I wasn't noticing. She was saying the name a little different. It wasn't Siri. It was sorry. And uh, finally, this lady on the other end of the phone's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. And then she's like, yeah, this is my boss. Her name's Sorry. And I felt so sheepish because I did not understand the context. I didn't. There was some miscommunication based on my presumptions, uh, based on my uh, perception of the situation, based on what I thought she was trying to do with her phone. And I was wrong. Um, but uh, you could see how I could jump to that quick conclusion that she, I thought she had no idea how to work her phone. And in fact, she was just talking to her boss named Sari. And so it was just a moment of communication sometimes uh, needs to, um, you know, you, you need to keep taking new approaches at it. And if it didn't work the first time to share messages, you know, try something else. Uh, but uh, the effort is all important and reflecting on what might have the greatest impact is important as well. Uh, then I'm going to share with my audience a reminder of the school leadership practicing guidelines. And they are uh, building effective relationships is number one. And when you boil it down, uh, building effective relationships really are critical to everything that we do in our work. You know, whether you're a teacher or you're in a role outside of education, uh, you're, a, you're a support staff, you're the head secretary in a school, uh, building effective relationships will make you, you way more effective in your role. And that part is just so critical. And so the, the connection with blogging and that first one of building effective relationships is really about sharing and communicating and uh, taking that opportunity to, uh, to communicate in another way. Now, it doesn't mean you get rid of the face-to-face -face stuff because that stuff is really important as well, but it's another opportunity to uh, communicate and build relationships. Now, the other six are visionary leadership, leading a learning community. Now, both of those cases, again, you know, what you write, uh, mission statements, those types of things, those documents are important as well. And, um, you know, the informalness of a blog sometimes is beneficial as well. Instructional leadership, uh, developing leadership in others, uh, managing resources, uh, responding to societal challenges. And, you know, just when you think about developing leadership, a friend of mine uh, has an interview for an assistant principal role and was interested in learning more. And I was able to share a few blogs that I wrote that would connect to these items right here. So. You know, it's just another way where you can uh, share some further thoughts and some deeper thinking uh, in a different um, in a different way. Okay, so what is a blog? For those that aren't aware, it's a regularly updated web page or website, uh, typically run by one person or a small group, and it's an informal style of conversation. Uh, it's not uh, meant to be highly formal. So you might find typos and mistakes. You know, that's kind of and the writing style within it is more. Um, informal, more friendly. Uh, blogging is the verb of blog, so when you're creating new material. And a vlog, with a V, is a video blog. So same idea, but in this case, you're, you're creating a video, not unlike what we're doing here with the audio recording. So how can school leaders communicate via blog? Like, how can they make it, use it so it's effective? And I'll ask the audience to share some answers here. And um, I think um, 
information for staff is uh, is a great way. Uh, school news for parents, updates for students, uh, educational ideas, sharing learning. Those are all strategies that could be met uh, by using a blog or partly by using a blog. And I'll give a few examples. So at the school I'm at right now, we have a news weekly news blog. So this is updated by me. It goes out every Sunday. I email it out through PowerSchool. I also post it on our Facebook page, and I post it through Remind uh, and the Twitter account. So it, you know, it's coming at you about four different ways. So if you're a parent and you want to hear the news for the week at Holy Redeemer and see the things happening Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you go to the weekly news. And you know, if you're a parent that's not seeing it, um, I'll help that parent get get connected and find a way to, to get on there. So the PowerSchool email will get to three quarters of our parents. Uh, there's another chunk that do the remind and lots of parents will check on Facebook as well because they're there often. So and I'm happy to uh, send those things out. It takes a couple extra seconds to do that. And I also use a blog page. It's not a blog, but it's a, it's a Google Doc, but it's similar in the sense that, and that's what I build a parent one off for the staff. And the staff one has more details. It has the parent part included, and there's extra stuff for staff on there as well. And it's just a great way for staff, even if they're, they're sick and away or they're not able to make the, our Monday morning meeting we have before uh, the week begins at school in our staff room. Um, and they can always go back to reference it like, oh yeah, what's happening then? And it, I'm not expecting staff to memorize it, but to give it a skim uh, prior to Monday morning starting is great. When we meet, I do highlight a few things that are on there. I always put a physical copy uh, in the staff room too, so people can just quickly look at it if they're in there getting coffee or their lunch, uh, if there's something uh, pertinent on there. But uh, it's, it's another way, communication face-to-face, -face, sending an email, and this blog where everything is in one spot or this Google Doc, uh, does certainly help with communication and the feedback from staff and from parents in both schools I've been at now as a school leader has been very positive. Um, if you ask about it, they really appreciate uh, the regular communication. <clears throat> now my principal blog is a little different though. So the josephdumont.blogspot.ca is a web page that's designed for uh, me to share with parents um, some deeper thoughts about school, about my personal uh, life with kids and being a, a husband and a dad uh, and it's again informal and it's observational or things that you know I notice that uh, in society where we need to spend a little bit more time there I try not to get too political or show my political leanings although that's probably quite obvious if you were to read through through that um, but uh, yeah it's uh, it's just a way to also bring community together and, and just identify when there is maybe a problem or or situation so and I have lots of examples I've written 88 posts uh, or sorry, I've posted and shared 88 blog posts. I've written probably 100, so that would mean 10 to 12 that I haven't shared. And part of it was I wrote it, um, went back to it, thought, well, you know, what am I communicating here? What would people think about more if I posted this one and then decided I'm going to hold off on this? Like when I wrote some strong thoughts about new curriculum and I thought, uh, maybe this isn't the time to share it or the best place to share it. So, you know, there's examples where I'm not always passing on, but I like to talk about some current events. Uh, I had some observations about the Trump election and not to be too critical about Donald Trump and his presidency, but about, uh, you know, the whole fake news situation and, you know, what our duty is as educators to help students identify when, you know, something isn't legitimate, how they, how they check, um, ways they can check. I talked about community issues. So I had a great post about um, the Vegarville uh, situation with the, uh, the immigration office being closed and I shared uh, some thoughts about that as I read up on it, uh, listened to a few different uh, speakers in the house talk about it 
on C-SPAN, you know, so you, you get a chance to learn a little bit when you're writing these articles too and, and sharing some thoughts and some observations. Uh, global challenges, so I've written at length about technology, I've written about uh, global warming and uh, the whole climate change conversation and some of my thoughts there, uh, and just general observations, uh, new learning, uh, things that happen with my kids. Like I think the next, po the next blog I write will be probably be about uh, my kids uh, learning how to ride bikes and getting into that proximal zone of development where it's not too difficult but it's challenging and how do you put all the parameters in place so that they can learn, they can fail, they can have some success, they can get back up and try again, uh, they have enough confidence to take those risks. I've got two daughters who are pretty risk adverse for the most part. So that'll probably be my next topic, just because it's on the forefront of what I'm doing with my girls, you know, after school, we're going for bike rides, uh, we're practicing, we're learning, and it's, uh, yeah, a fun thing to share. So uh, if you're interested in more, too, uh, you can go to cultureofgrowth.blogspot.ca, and I shared the link in my presentation. And I'm going to give the audience a few more examples, too, and see if there's, uh, you know, anything that they'd like to learn more about or, or uh, discuss. So... I give a few few tips on where you could write write a blog or share. Uh, Blogger is a common one in education because it's uh, part of the Google suite of apps. But WordPress, uh, Weebly, Tumblr, all are great places to go as well. And how I share my blog. So you got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Google Plus. And I don't use LinkedIn, but I know lots of professionals will go there as well. And I'll just share a bit about uh, how I access social media to pass on, um, you know, different blog posts. And I'm going to sum it up about the blogging, about how it impacts my relationships with, with others. And, and just the first one to talk about, uh, you know, your staff or your parents. When you, when you write blogs that are a little more informal and, you know, they connect to your personal life to some level, like your own children or um, your work, you know, pressure at work, uh, and some of the things that, you know, we, we struggle with. I think people enjoy the opportunity to see some vulnerability and to see some authenticity so that you're real and uh, you're not coming across in this very professional way. Now, the downside with the blog is it's one way. So people are reading your information, but they're not coming back in a conversation typically. They might come over, like I've had parents come to say to me, wow, that blog was fantastic. Like, you know, I read this one and you know, it really made me think about this. And then you get into a conversation, but that's pretty rare. Typically, um, you know, you'll, you'll hear that, that conversation in passing later, uh, might be weeks later where someone will pop by and say, hey, you know, I read that and I really made me think that or thanks for sharing. Um, and when it, it, what it does do as well is it creates a bit of that emotional piggy bank. Like people are starting to understand how you're thinking. Um, they uh, recognize um, your hard work and commitment to education, your passion for education. So it shares those things and, and people appreciate it. And I think when then you have to have a difficult conversation with a parent or a staff member, uh, you know, that relationship changes. Now, some staff that I've worked with have never read my blog, I don't think, and uh, I've never commented on it. And it's just not their thing. And that's cool, too. Again, it's just one avenue to share more. And some people read my blog and they love it and they comment on Facebook about it. Uh, all the time, right? So you get kind of a, a mix and um, yeah, the feedback is good and it, it's, uh, it's great. Like even going to a social event because I'll post my blogs on Facebook and I'll be out with friends uh, with my wife's school, for example. And some of her staff will come over and ask me about this post or, you know, writing that or, you know, I really liked this and, you know, made me think a little bit deeper about, um, you know, the topic at hand for that particular post. 
and uh, yeah, it feels it feels good to know that you know you're just having um, a little bit of influence in our practice as educators and in being a lead learner. Like it's a really great way to lead by example, and uh, when you're encouraging a teacher to take a risk, you can always come back and say, you know, I take this risk pretty regularly. Um, so then the presentation is going to switch gears to podcasting, and uh, it's an extension for me of the blog. I started the podcast uh, back in September by interviewing uh, a beginning principal, and uh, it's been a good journey too, and I'm making a podcast right now, and it's going to be part of the, the show. So a podcast, as you're listening, is a digital audio file, and podcasting is, is the verb for creating it. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit about who I listen to in terms of podcasts when I'm driving to work or around or to the Fairmont and Banff. It's a tough life being a principal. Uh, and a lot of sports, Colin Coward, Bill Simmons, and I like how they incorporate uh, sports and culture and business in their podcasts. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, they have some uh, common tastes that I enjoy as well. So, like, the current NBA playoffs are coming down. Um, and I get into some politics. I love Tesla, so there's a t- Tesla podcast I was do called Talking Tesla. I love it. Uh, the guys are completely ridiculous, and uh, it's fun to you know learn a little bit and uh, be entertained at the same time. I listen to some tech, and I listen to some history and uh, politics. Uh, Pod Save America's One, uh, Hardcore History, re- Revisionist History uh, by Malcolm Gladwell was an awesome series. I think I think it's over now, but it's a it's a great series. So I'm going to ask my my audience how school leaders communicate how can school leaders communicate via podcast what would they communicate what would be the purpose what would be the big why um, and we'll talk a bit about that see what ideas people have um, I'll share that my podcast the audience really are my colleagues uh, friends ed- other educators people in the general learning community um, parents in my school uh, in my previous school as well and I think there's topics in there relevant for them and I've had some students that have listened to my podcast too so that's always uh, interesting as well and the topics can range from anything. Like I've kind of brainstormed what I've got a little list, and then it's just getting the time and the opportunity to, to get into a conversation with someone about these topics. But you know, anything around new learning, opportunities to share and reflect uh, on something that's relevant or something that I'm passionate about, hopefully will come through in a podcast. I'll uh, give the audience some examples um, of the podcast that I made, and. Then I'm going to talk a bit about how I make them, so how I record them. So currently I'm recording this on a Shure microphone. It's S-H-U-R-E, and I'm using my iPad mini on an app called Ferrite. And um, I'll edit it on here uh, along with the opening of my kids singing Daddy's podcast. I'll uh, put a closing on it, and I'll share it uh, to my laptop once it's all edited. And then from my laptop it gets posted into my Google Drive, then to SoundCloud, and then off it goes to uh, to the iTunes store. So that's basically the process. So I'll share with the, the audience that um, the steps generally for my podcast, I, I have an idea for a podcast. I'll start to explore it. I'll record an interview on my iPad or on my Mac. Uh, I'll edit the interview and do some reflection at the end. I'll upload it and share. So it's really you know five simple, relatively simple steps. And again, impact on relationship, I think, is you know, critical in thinking deeper about you know, the whole point of uh, podcasting and blogging. And so what, you know, what is that impact on our relationships? And for me, again, it's just generated great dialogue with others. A couple of principals that have listened to some of the episodes and have come back with further thought, further conversation that have made me think more about that conversation. Um, 
you know, if it's anything, hopefully it's a little information's in there. It's a little bit entertaining. Uh, but um, again, I think showing, demonstrating that you're a risk taker, uh, taking that opportunity, uh, taking the opportunity to connect and share, I think people appreciate as well. And uh, yeah, it's just been a really good journey uh, to explore this other strategy of communication through a podcast. So I'm going to share a bit with the audience about pros and cons of both blogging and podcasting. And here's my, here's my three pros. One, it's fun. I like doing it. I like to write. I like to record. I like to talk. So to me, the process is fun. Uh, I find that it expands my influence as a school leader. And it's really, being a school leader isn't about authority. It's about influence and influencing others' thinking and their approach, their, their craft of, of being a teacher. And the third one is, um, I think it helps to develop a deeper understanding of education. So, you know, for our parents, for our larger community, we are always uh, undergoing this mission of educating and helping other people understand why we do what we're doing uh, with our students. And uh, you can't, uh, you know, you can't just write a big policy or a mandate and say, read it and understand all the research. You know, informal strategies like this help break that down into smaller chunks that are more consumable. And as people have a relationship, they're more likely to think deeper and maybe listen a little more uh, about some of these things as well. So, so yeah, I think those are the, the three big pros. Uh, the three cons is that opposite of being it's fun is it takes a ton of time uh, to do these things. And, and, you know, like anything, you know, I, I kind of operate under the model of as a principle of value added prioritization. So there are things that need to happen each week, uh, every two weeks in school and is, you know, taking the time to podcast at night or blog, uh, taking away from other things I need to do, right? So be at that time with family or schoolwork that happens after everyone's in bed. Um, you know, how do you kind of eke that time out to uh, create an opportunity to do it? And, and that's a challenge, but that's a challenge really with anything, right? Um, the other big con I would say is that there are, there's a risk of negative reactions to a post or a podcast and, uh, or misunderstandings, right? So I think back to the sorry example, like people might read something but really misunderstand it and, you know, uh, it opens you up for that criticism. But I really try to come to my profession with as little ego as possible. So if there's criticisms or thoughts, I'm happy to, uh, to hear it and I'm, I'm happy to take, uh, take feedback. Good, good feedback's great. Negative feedback's great too because it helps me learn, it helps stretch me as a school leader, it will help me understand more. And so, you know, those are okay, but uh, there, there, is that, there is that risk for sure. And then the, uh, the third con, I guess, is for me is there's a pressure as well, like to, you know, create and share. So I love the summer because I'll probably do two posts on a blog in the summertime, and they're both usually a longer, so I'll spend more time researching and reading deeper on whatever the topic is. Like my climate change one was a summer, a summer one I, I did probably a week's worth of research you know, but just fun stuff. So I'm picking something I like um, and uh, digging deep into it and reading and, and watching, you know, TED Talks and trying to understand more fully the issue so I can articulate it properly in a post. And um, that, that part to me is fun. And, you know, during the school year, sometimes you feel a little bit of pressure to be posting and sharing on something you know is kind of important and relevant. But it, when there's that pressure, maybe you're not as creative as you would like to be at least that's what I find at times so yeah there's um yeah there's that uh, that aspect to it too but um 
yeah, I mean, overall, certainly positive experience. Uh, so I'll encourage the audience and listeners that if you're interested in podcasting or blogging, I think, you know, you spend a little bit of time thinking about what you want to share, what you want to create, uh, and then start exploring the tools available. Like, you know, if you're using Google uh, Apps for Education, there's a oodles of tools for you to use for blogging or podcasting. Uh, if you have access to an iPhone or a laptop of some sort, you've got a great couple of tools there. Then you might need to, you know, make an expenditure for a microphone or, uh, you know, if you want to use a, a paid site for posts or whatever. I mean, you got you got lots of options, but you can start exploring uh, what you want to uh, what you want to have to create create uh, your post or your or your uh, podcast. And I'll give some examples of things that uh, people can use. So Blogger, Google. Uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Google Drive are all great tools to help make these things uh, these happen. And I'm going to sum it up at the end with uh, a nice thank you and a reflection again on the uh, practicing um, guidelines for principles. Thanks for listening. Okay, well, thanks for listening to the presentation component. And now I'm going to play for you some sound bites from the opportunity I had to ask audience members to share with me their takeaway from the presentation. So we're going to go to that now and there's about uh, seven responses. So what we're taking away? Uh, talking with Deb Nelson, the uh, another curriculum consultant, we're going to actually talk about creating a blog that will communicate with administrators because we find that email is not the best way of communication. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Hey. Beauty. Love it. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> All right, so I am going to remember that blogging and sharing about our experiences in schools helps to connect ourselves with our families and our schools. I think that's really important, and sometimes it's hard, especially in a larger school like I have. Um, it, it'll, it'll create more of an opportunity to continue to build relationships and to connect. Beauty. Thanks. Recording, you just talked. I can edit it after. Okay, it's so what, what are you taking away from the workshop? Vince, my friend from Saskatoon. Saskatoon, awesome. Yeah, okay. I think what I took away from it was just the idea that it can be more casual, less formal. Um, I did lots of interviewing when I was doing my graduate research, and uh, this seems like maybe a nice place to, to continue to be able to ask questions. Uh, on topics that are of interest to people yeah. and to be able to further those kind, those types of conversations without yeah. having to do formal research or, yeah, or, or defend a thesis. Or yeah. defend a thesis. Yeah, so you just get to do kind of the fun stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Vince. Cool. Thanks. Bonnie Lynn, what'd you take away from the workshop? So many things, Joe. It's um, you're such an ex exemplified example of discovery, plan, learning in action, and just get messy and and go do mm. it. And that's what I want to take away is just continue the conversations and include more people, and it, your audience gets bigger and allows you to be represented as a professional and an educator, but also a lead learner. Mm -hmm. And that mindset of keep growing, keep learning, get messy, play, have yeah. fun, and have joy in it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for the Thanks, feedback. Sure. So what are you taking away from the session? So uh, my biggest takeaway is just stepping out of the comfort zone. Like, I don't blog, I don't do any podcasts, but uh, you're just uh, a good visionary leader and 
gets me thinking about different things and uh, that's oft too often times we just get caught in our comfort zone and mm -hmm. do the things that we know we can do yeah. and get through and uh, my takeaway is just stepping out of that and uh, trying something whether it's blogging podcasting or just something else yeah so that's the yeah. biggest thing like I would do uh, yeah your school if you guys did a little podcast about even your fine art or your sport for life stuff, getting kids in it yeah that's Absolutely. one thing I haven't done much of is get kids in but yeah and get their fun. perspective as exactly, well exactly yeah. yeah interviewing kids awesome great job all right, Christine, what, what are you taking away from this session? Uh, basically, that it can start small. Just be courageous and do something like you don't have to have big ideas right away. Something simple like the Google Doc sharing with your staff and, and then go from to parents. You can start building relationships. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay, yeah. thanks, Christine. Thanks. Well, so that ends the podcast. It was a great experience to present again at ULEAD and to gather some feedback from audience participants at the end bringing the microphone to them uh, as I stated in the presentation and, and demonstrated to the group I use a pretty small uh, microphone that's pretty portable and I lug it around with me because you never know when a podcast might just bust out and uh, it was a great opportunity just to do that then and catch people as they're getting ready to zip out of the session and get some feedback from them think about uh, what their takeaway was so that was great now more than half the audience snuck past me, but that's okay too. Um, but if people have listened to this podcast or have thoughts or have feedback or questions or want to continue the conversation, you can follow me at Twitter at Principal Dumont or you can send me an email at josephd at eics.ab.ca. And again, check out the website I cited at the beginning, cultureofgrowth.blogspot.ca. And there's good information there too. And my email is listed there as well. So um, yeah, I'm always interested in the feedback and uh, continuing the exciting conversations. The motivation for me now uh, doing this presentation and moving forward is uh, to continue to push ahead a little bit with um, the podcast. I've got a couple more ideas that I really like to pursue before the end of this school year and uh, get out a couple more blogs too. I've been a little slower with the blogs this year in particular, uh, partly with workload balance and doing the podcast too is taking some time, but uh I want to get back to doing a little more writing as well. But of course, it is that time of year when budgets at schools are due and everyone's doing three-year ed plans or assurance plans, getting ready for uh, what September will look like. Then there's the staffing cycle. Not to forget uh, all the other day-to-day, week-to-week activities that happen between April and June. I always liken the school year to the, the marathon, and uh, the April to June is that last uh, sprint to the finish line here so uh, we are in a full mobility mode at school and I'm sure most of you in schools are feeling the same uh, time crunch you want to get things finished completed is there going to be enough time there's deadlines looming and so with all that uh, it's important for us to keep a healthy work-life balance uh, stay connected to our loved ones and uh, take some time for our uh, hobbies that are, are fun and motivating as well. like doing this kind of stuff too, but it is a balance, there's no question. So I wish everyone the best, and um, thanks again for listening to the Demonicus Podcast. Take care.